I'm mad at how it seems like the older I get, the bigger things don't bother me anymore. It's the smaller things now. Like, the older you get, it just seems like the smaller things in life bother you more. Sometimes. Sometimes nothing bothers you at all. You're just better than everybody. I'm not talking to you. It's like the older you get, you, don't, you want less from your friends or from your kids or just from people in general, like a phone call. That's it. A text, that's it. The smaller things, they mean more because you'd see life differently. So in my case, I've gotten to this place where the big things don't bother me. I see people do things, I see people say things, or I should say hear people say things, and they don't bother me. I don't care. But for some reason, those small little zingers that you don't necessarily see coming always take me back to like, wait, what? You ever got to do a wait, what? When people use the term, you think, <laughs> I always feel that way. I don't know why. Do you have something that most people don't really take any kind of way, but you do? I have a few of those. Thanks comes to mind. I don't know why. I think because I've heard my ex use the term thanks so sarcastically for a long time. <laughs> That anytime I hear someone say thanks instead of thank you, it just feels like half ass. <laughs> I know that probably sounds crazy because people use thanks all the time and they don't mean anything by it. But I'm like, why are we shortening thank you? <laughs> like people don't say thank you enough. Get the whole word off. Some things don't have to necessarily be shortened. Just say thank you. Don't give me the halftime thank you. With thanks. And I know that may just be me because I know some people don't necessarily like love you too. Right? If someone says I love you and you respond love you too, I've seen some people feel away. Like, nah, yo, what happened to the I? I'm like, what? <laughs> Isn't the important part the love? I could see if you didn't, if you kept love out, then it'd be a problem. But leaving the I out doesn't change anything. Love you too. I love you too. I don't think it matters. Some people see it away. I feel that way about you think. And I think it's because I don't like small talk in the first place. Never been the guy who likes to small talk. I want to get to it. Remember back in the day on Fresh Prince? If you watched it, Jazzy Jeff used to always say something to the extent of roses are red, violets are blue. I like you. Now let's get a bucket of chicken and get busy. That's when life was more simple. Right, but you got to do all this small talk, and uh, small talk is exactly that, small talk. You got to say a lot of obvious things, and a person says obvious things back to you, and then that's just kind of what we're doing. So it's been times when I've been having small talk with someone, and like I said, you say something obvious, I say something obvious back. That's what it is, and then they go, you think? I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, bitch, I didn't... Like, don't you think something I said? Because you said about five things I could have you thinked. I could have you thinked all of that. But this is what we're doing. We're both at this place of accepting that we're having small talk. <laughs> so don't you think me. <laughs> and again, most people might hear that and not think nothing of it. But I feel like you're trying to be an ass. I'm not trying to smart ass you with it, you think. When you told me, the weekends go by too fast. I could have said, you think? <laughs> but I didn't. So why'd you choose that route? It always take a dumbass to try to be a smartass.
Put that on your fridge. And then I thought about the fact that <laughs> so many women are good at this too. Y'all can use words as weapons better than some men can use actual weapons as weapons. Like just a small thing. You ever seen a woman so strategically use the word little? <laughs> Yo, if she inserts little in the right sentence, man, she could cut, man. And women be knowing too, and sometimes y'all use it so nonchalantly. The same way I've come on this platform and, and, and addressed how much I don't like when people use the word actually. Same thing. Yo, you're actually funny. Actually wasn't actually necessary in that sense. Could have left it out. Had no business being there. Could have could have called out that day. But here it is. Some people just have to use actually. You don't have to use Lil. You don't got to use Lil. There go your little friend. What? Wait a minute. Why my friend <laughs> who means so much to me got to be Lil? Here come your little family, all in our business. Hold up, hold up. Here you go bringing your little dick in the room. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Why all of a sudden, just, I don't know, it's just something about the word. Here you go getting in your little feelings. You want to get a little attitude. How I've ruined your little day. And all of a sudden, I'm the reason you ain't got no more money because your little job constantly giving you a little check. Yo, yo, wait a, wait a, yo, wait a minute. It's other words in the dictionary, queen. <laughs> you ain't got to, you ain't got to lull me to death. You got to go listen to Notorious B.I.G. for a day to get your confidence back after she lull you like that, fam. You can't listen to no rappers. They all lose something. It's their fault. They brought this into the culture. Lil Wayne, Lil Dicky, Lil Pump, Lil Yachty, Lil Dirk, Lil Peep. Lil Bow Wow, Lil B, Lil C's, Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Baby, Lil Kim. I'm sure I done missed a hundred. It's too many damn Lil's. Now that became a part of the culture when a lady talking to you. Ain't shit you could do when she get her little attitude. Who's next? I'm mad at how far just being loud can take you sometimes. And maybe it's hate, because I always say I don't hate, right? So maybe I'm hating here. But for the quiet people, for those of us who have come too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message. <laughs> I don't know why. When I said that, it took me back there. Shout out to Kirk Franklin. Some of y'all know. Some of y'all know. If you know, you know. But I'm, I'm mad at, as a quiet person, how sometimes... You look at the loud person and realize that they came up for being loud. There's a, a gift to kind of feeling like you belong and knowing that you belong. And there's also a gift to just always being the loud one and simply not caring. You know, sometimes that person is going to get picked because they say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? The loud person is the person who gets the attention, who gets tended to. And I realized that when I was at the fight, I was at the Javante Davis fight at State Farm Arena about a week and a half ago. Great fight. Hell of a fight to be in attendance for. Javante was losing for a lot of the fight, but ended up 
securing the victory after climbing two weight classes and defending his title and gaining another. It's a great performance. But I was sitting in this section where I didn't initially plan to sit. I purchased these tickets. I got really good seats. I was excited about the event. I was blessed enough to run into someone who deals with the people really, really high up at Showtime. And they got me even better seats. I said, Mo, we got somewhere else we want you to sit. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind? I said, where? As if my seats were so popping that they couldn't do better. Because that's how I felt at the time. I said, hold up. Because I didn't come in here half-stepping with the seats. Asked about me. And they said, no, they're over here. I said, okay, how do I get there? Which way would you like me to go? And they basically put me in the ring. And I'm excited. I'm ready to get sweated on. <laughs> right? The boxers are going to come out and sweat on me. Let's go. Sweating my drink. It's fine. As long as it's not a lime. <laughs> it's safe. Right? What I didn't realize is when you get to these seats that are all the way up in the front, you think you're going to be around celebrities. People are going to know how to behave. I'm up here with Julius Irving. Right? Nope. I learned loud people have a lot of money, too. <laughs> and there's this one guy, man. He's just in the way of the experience, right? You get this opportunity to sit toward the front, watch this championship fight, and this guy is maybe really was his first time being in this situation because that's how he was acting. Every little thing. One of the boxers hit the guy's glove three times. He's jumping out the seat. Oh! Did you see it? He's high-fiving everybody around him. He's spilling his drink on people. Mind you, we fresh off the pandemic, and I don't even think we're off it. Here he is, high-fiving the entire section. This man high-fived the boxer when he was in the corner. Sitting on a stool, he ran in the corner. Yo, give me some. This is what he's on. In my mind, I'm like, all right, at some point, somebody's going to say something to him, security's going to come in, something. And eventually, another guy who had on about a million dollars worth of jewelry because... 80% of State Farm Arena did, and that's a story for another day. But he tells him, yo, playboy, can you sit down? Which is fair because when you're sitting up in the front, it's not like the seats are not elevated. So if you're standing, I can't see shit, man. So everybody that's directly behind him can't see. He's standing up. Dude in front of me jumped up every once in a while, but he would always turn around and be respectful, my bad. But it's cool. when You know, when somebody's going to work, you kind of expect everybody in the front to stand up. But this dude is standing up like when the ring girl comes out. You know, he's just, he's excited about everything. And then dude said, playboy, sit down. And I said, oh, it's going to be something. Because if I'm, you can't just playboy me if I don't know you. But he was cool. He was like, you know, hey, it's all right, my bad. You know, I'm just enjoying the fight. He's like, yeah, but we're trying to do the same. So then he sits down and he keeps getting up. And then every time one of the... People from Housewives of Atlanta or Real Housewives of Topeka. I don't know. I'm making places up. I don't know, man. But all of these celebrities are like walking by. Adrian Broner walks by. And every time he's yelling at him, yo, Kirk, Rashida, Yero Floyd, yo, Adrian, like every celebrity. And then they keep going by. And then as soon as they get further enough to where he can't hear them, he turns around and he goes, I don't really fuck with him. I was just. <laughs> That's like his thing. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to do this for every celebrity, my guy? You're going to call him out and be loud and 
da-da-da, and try to get a high five from them and talk about them when they walk away. All right, cool. He does this for every single fight. Now, granted, I got there at a time where I only saw two of them, but he was there before I got there, which means the three before, I'm pretty sure that I'm accurate when I say he did this for every fight. It was annoying, but I dealt with it. You leave the fight, you eventually you still have a good time. But I bring this up because the next day, go on YouTube, get a little break in my adulting time. Get on the old tube. <laughs> and I see Floyd Mayweather was in Atlanta. Floyd Mr. T Mayweather. 20 mil worth of ice on. Just to show you I got it when we already knew. And he's doing an interview about the fight. About the Tank Davis fight. That's all right. Let me see what Floyd had to say since I was sitting right next to him. See if he mentioned me. <laughs> see if he'd be like, hey, man, that guy that was at my left, I don't know him, but I know he's somebody. Because I felt his aura, his demeanor. I could see it. And I clicked on it to see. And you know, I'll never know if Floyd actually said something about me because I couldn't hear him. You know why I couldn't hear him? Because the same guy that I couldn't enjoy the fight because of, who was right there, was in the interview, yelling. And every time the dude would ask Floyd a question, Floyd would look to his left like, man, who is this guy? And he's like, I'm not going to do the interview if this guy keeps yelling, and then they have to cut the interview off. And I don't know if they went and did it somewhere else. I don't know. But I will never know if Floyd mentioned me in the interview because this guy somehow made his way backstage. He's probably fighting on Logan Paul's undercard in September because he's loud. <laughs> That's all he accomplished. In the way. I say all of this to say the loud person in the room sometimes is rewarded for being loud. Stressful. But sometimes you got to make some noise. All right, let's get into shout-outs. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Because I swear to God, you probably... Shout-out to the Hawks. Game six is tonight. By the time you hear this, we'll already have wrapped up whatever is going to happen. So I just want to put these prayers and good energy into the air, into the atmosphere. Want to see something good happen for Atlanta sports, man. And wish Trey was out there because I feel like I would have a lot more confidence in what's going to happen. But I will say this. We were wondering if Burt's jinx was contagious. Well, it's not. Because I went to the Braves game a couple days ago, sat right in the front, saw Freddie Freeman come up to the plate. He couldn't have set it up any better. Score was 3-3. They were tied with the New York Mets. Bottom of the ninth. Bases are loaded. Here comes Freddie. And there I am, sitting in the front, watching it all. Freddie stepped up. Here comes the pitch. Pop! Right off the pitcher's leg. The runner at third comes home. Braves win. Braves win. Fireworks everywhere. And you know who was there? Front and center? Me. That's who. You know what that means? There's no jinx, baby. There's no jinx. It's not contagious. So the jinx still belongs to Bert and Bert only. Mo is safe. All right? Just want to put that out there. And that same energy that allowed my man Freddie Freeman 
to come get a walk-off hit? I don't know if that's what that's called. I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to happen for the Hawks. It's going to be good energy, and I will be at the finals because I am not a jinx, and it is official. And make sure you go and check out Freddie Freeman's post-game interview where hopefully the guy I met at the fight won't be there, and I am certain that he mentioned me. Who's next? All right, let's get down to business. Shout out to Sha'Carri Richardson. If you're not familiar, she is an American sprinter, and she has been suspended uh, for marijuana use. And her suspension will be over by the time the Olympic track and field competition begins. But the positive tests erased her Olympic trials performance in the women's 100, meaning she will not run in the event. This really sucks. They've said they've seen some Flojo in her. She has obvious God-given ability. Probably the fastest woman on the planet. She has apologized and taken full accountability for the fact that she used marijuana and she will face the suspension and probably won't run. In the Olympics. This is trash, man. And I got to speak from both sides. I do, because I have to be fair. I do recognize that there are people who will say, well, she knows that she's an Olympic athlete. She knows what's at stake. She couldn't just not smoke the weed and not find herself in this position. All right. If I'm going to be fair, I have to say that that's fair. She did know what was at stake, and she did Take this risk, and now she has to pay for her decisions. These are the consequences. And she has said that, and she has accepted that. So fine. Now that that's out the way, what the hell? I'm really not going to let this woman run over some weed. It's not a performance-enhancing drug. We can go into how many times athletes have found themselves in similar situations and it didn't force them to put their dreams aside because obviously the Olympics is set up a little different. But weed is legal in 18 states now, I believe, including the one where she was caught smoking it. So if this is not going to enhance her performance, in fact, if anything, it's going to hurt it. It's just like Beyonce's pregnant performance, Cardi B's recent performance while she was pregnant. They are pregnant and still better than you. (laughs) Still doing it. I'm looking at her like she's high and still smoking, (laughs) y'all. No pun intended. But what are we really mad about, man? Let her run. It's weed. It's legal where she was smoking it. Rules are rules, right? Just like how they now have banned swimming caps that are designed for natural hair. Hmm. Makes you wonder. Here's another rule. Are you banning the swimming cap that caters to the black swimmers? Because that's what it seems like. And I'm torn on this, right? Because I've had this debate with a lot of friends of mine who are like, if you find yourself in a position where you're in a restaurant, you can feel the racism. You can feel it. You can't necessarily say for certain because no one's going to actually say it, but you can feel it. There are times when you have to trust your black friend. You can feel it, right? And what do you do? Do you stay? Now, I've always been the kind of person that I leave because I don't want to give you my money anymore. And they say, but you let them win. Should eat anyway. Maybe you should. I don't know. But I'm taking my money and I'm leaving. Now, in this situation of the Olympics, 
where it appears that they're trying to make it a little more difficult for the black athletes. And I'm not saying that weed is tied to this. Don't get it twisted. I'm saying in case of the swimmers with these caps. Now you can't find a cap that'll fit your braids, your locks, your fro, your curls, whatever. All right. You know what you do? You don't leave the restaurant on this one. Take your hair out, put the cap on, bust somebody's ass, and then braid it back <laughs> when it's time to accept your medal. That's what I would do. Yep. I don't need a cap for this part. <laughs> now what? Don't let them move us out the way. That's what they want to do. And I'm hurt that she won't be able to live out her dream in this moment, but she'll be back. I believe that. And, you know, this kind of ties into what I was saying last week as far as there are people in positions where they have a lot of responsibility. And it's easy for us from another place to go, well, a person's life can't be as hard as mine. They're not going through what I'm going through. Why the hell they need to smoke weed or drink? And I was talking about the teachers and the doctors and the therapists, the counselors, the bus drivers, so forth, who are supposed to live their lives just a little less on edge than a lot of us because of their position. You assume that the teacher's doing better than you. You assume that the athlete is doing better than you. Athletes are a part of that. How many times have you heard someone say, yo, this dude was in the playoffs, you're making millions of dollars, what you smoking weed for? As if. Because they're so gifted and they have this God-given ability or this God-given talent, that doesn't come with any form of stress. <laughs> you don't know what they're going through in order to stay at that level? They're competing with other people who are literally the greatest in the world at what they do on a daily basis. And you don't think that they have nights of anxiety they got the whole city on their back. They got all these expectations. They got people like you <laughs> yelling at them from a distance, whether it be in person or on social media, telling them they suck, telling them they can't get it done. And they got to perform at the highest level every single time. Every single time. There's no I'll get them tomorrow for an Olympic athlete. No, now. There's no I'll get them tomorrow for a professional athlete that's in the playoffs or in the finals or in a tournament or whatever the case. Like, if you've not been there, yeah, of course it's easy to look back from the stands and go, how could a game-winning free throw take you to drugs? But fam, we've seen people who are not athletes get taken to drugs for a lot less. A lot less pressure. Oh, but he's making all this money. You ever made a lot of money? You ever had a company put millions on your back and tell you whether or not you go out here and perform is going to determine whether or not this was a good investment? And now you got to go compete with the next person who's the other person that's the best in the world because it ain't just you? And they at their best? And they chomping at the bit, drool, running from their mouth? And you got the whole city on your back and the company on your back? Like, what you going to do? It's just a tiger. <laughs> Y'all really don't think these athletes go through nothing, man? Y'all don't think they need a little blunt? 
while they got the pressures of trying to carry their family, what really matters to them on their back, make sure their moms never have to work again, kids never have to struggle and can follow every dream, grandma get to see something while she here, grandpa get something to be proud of, whole family can eat. What Jay-Z once said, Dame made millions, Bleak made millions. You want your whole family to make millions. Well, anybody to win, that's all on you. What you gonna do? Don't fuck it up, but don't smoke a blunt either. Man, come on. It's ridiculous. That's all I'm gonna say. Who's next? All right, so in this story, they say that uh, police say an Atlanta woman stole a million dollars worth of jewelry from her date while he was asleep. This woman looked familiar. Over the weekend, Atlanta police say she swindled her date, starting with an opening glad to meet you conversation at a Roswell Road night spot. After some food, the two visited a Buckhead adult entertainment location, and the party went on to after midnight. But the night did not end there. Last stop, a swank hotel. Now here's another surveillance image, and check out what the date, who's behind the young lady, is wearing. <laughs> I read that according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the average date in Atlanta will run you about $120, which we can get into if that's a proper amount for a first date another day. But for one guy, his recent date ran him about a million. Oh, man. A few thoughts on this, if I'm being honest, right? Number one, I thought it was nasty how when the Shade Room posted this, mad women were in the comments like, when? <laughs> Yo, what? Yo, that was like, get the head in the bread, sis. Take him for everything, queen. <laughs> That's his fault, showing off to get her new look. She stole from you. City girl's up a thousand. Gots to be more careful, my boy. <laughs> These, I'm literally reading the comments. <laughs> oh, man. Now, that's nasty, right? I mean, I'm letting the ladies have their fun. It ain't me, so I don't care. I'm never sleeping with a million dollars worth of jewelry on in a room with someone I've never met before or I don't know like that. I'm never doing that. So I don't care. Ladies, have your fun. I'm just saying, if a guy did this, I don't think we would be in the comments like, you up a million, king. Like, that's, that's corny. But what's wrong with him? It's hard to feel sorry for this guy. This is this world we're living in. Y'all out here trying to impress strangers. For what? That's what Instagram is built on. That's what Facebook is built on. Let's be honest. Everybody loves to lean on the whole, nah, you know, these are my friends and my family. Man, these people don't know you. They don't care. I promise you. You out here doing what you're doing for strangers. You're trying to impress strangers. That's where a lot of us are today. Don't want to admit it. You got on a million dollars worth of jewelry on a first date with a woman you've never met before. Why? Why? Is your worth that low or is her worth that much? She's a whole criminal. And this is who you're trying to impress. It's hard to feel sorry for you in the end. Why? Like, what are we doing? The women are making these men believe that they got to pull the Bentley out with the million dollars worth of jewels and three million in your teeth and 10 million on your forehead in order to get a date? All right. Ain't you bringing her to the crib and going to sleep? <laughs> Yo, I wish. What the hell is going on? I can't be mad that she robbed him. It almost wasn't a robbery. 
He gave it to her. <laughs> yeah, but you can't say that, right? That's insane. Obviously, no one should be a criminal. You shouldn't steal. Stop it. Stop stealing from people. This woman was a nice-looking woman. She could have made OnlyFans and made a million in two months. It's that easy nowadays. Why are you robbing anyone? It's corny. However, fam, you're doing too much. Trying to impress someone you don't know. Let this be a lesson for you, a valuable one, a million-dollar lesson. Stop going so damn far to impress someone you don't know. How you know they worth impressing? I'll be smarter than that, man. I ain't going to ever say somebody deserved to get robbed. should never say that. It's like these sick-ass men that say because a woman wore that, she deserves something. You don't deserve to have a criminal activity ever happen to you. you period. You can be smart, though, and don't put yourself in these positions because, yes, you fall asleep with a million dollars worth of jewels on, laying next to a woman who owes you nothing, who doesn't know you, who probably don't even really like you. (laughs) She going to look at you and go, hmm, him, who's probably never going to talk to me again, and I probably don't even want to talk to again anyway because this wasn't the greatest of nights and I really didn't want to be here. Or this million dollars worth of jewelry. Well, hello, prison. Who's next? Shout out to Kevin Hart. I'm giving Kev a shout out because I watched Fatherhood recently on Netflix. And I have always come on my platforms and talked about Kev when I didn't feel like he lived up to whatever it was I felt he was supposed to. And I just want to be fair because... Well, I'm a fan of Kevin Hart. I don't dislike Kevin anyway. So to see him come out and do something to where I feel was actually like fire, got to give it to him. Fatherhood is a hell of a movie, man. I learned a lot. Um, I had a moment even, to be honest, and watching it and just seeing how difficult it was for him to be a father. I won't give away too much of the movie. If you do want to see it and don't want me to say anything, might want to fast forward about a minute or two. But... It just was great to see how difficult it can be for a father to raise a child on its own if put in that position and still go for it. Say, I'm going to do it. But what hurt was to watch how difficult it was for him and to think about how many mothers have gone through this forever. You don't really see it from that place as a man all the time if you don't think about it. And I did in watching it. And I was like, wow. Raising a kid is hard as fuck. (laughs) I don't have kids, so I don't know. It sounds crazy if you have kids. I get it. But if you don't, you don't know. And, yeah, I didn't even know, like, that you could wipe the kid's shit on flowers and they grow. Like, (laughs) something like that. I think piss is good for the skin. Baby's piss. I, I was finding out all kind of stuff, man. But seeing him not get any sleep. Ever having to create some kind of specific noise so that the baby would just rest in the times when they're teething and there's nothing you can do. It just hurts and you have to figure it out and you don't know what's always wrong. Are they hungry? Are they tired? Do they just not like you as a parent? I mean, all of that, having to go get the checkups and waiting desperately to see if you've done well as a parent. Uh, I mean, just the fact of trying to keep your kid alive every day seems like some really difficult shit to do. To the point I was about to catch a flight and just go hug my mom and not even say anything to her. Just hug her and just hold her and just cry. 
Thank you, Mom. Because as I got older, I sure didn't make this shit easier. I'm sure you couldn't wait for me to talk until I started talking. Couldn't wait for me to walk until I started walking. Like, it's crazy what goes into, like, parenting, for real. You, you got a different perspective from it. I'm trying to be a good father, what that's like, the difficulties that come with that. I mean, I mean, people was telling me I was crying 10 minutes into the movie, and I watched it thinking, oh, well, you're soft. Something's wrong with you. Till I got 10 minutes into the movie, and I dad apologized to them. I said, holy shit, Kev did his thing with this one. Great movie, great experience. I learned a lot, and I love you, Mom. <laughs> And dad, why is dad always left out? You got to stop doing this. You too, dad. Oh, man. Parenting is different. Great movie, though. If you need something to watch, you won't go wrong with that one. Who's next? Shout out to Tabitha Brown. Simply because I always wanted to be this person. She got into a little thing, a little shimdig. Yeah, I'll be making words up. I don't care. With Wendy Williams. And Wendy said something like she always does. Out of pocket. And I just like the way Tabitha clapped back. Real classy, real calm, real like, bless you, child, but I'm about to tear that ass up. Y'all got to realize that sometime when someone says, God bless you, or I'm going to pray for you, yeah, I don't really mean that like that, sis. They're not really praying for you, and they really don't want God to bless you. That's just a way of almost them setting themselves up to feel better about how they're about to thrash you as an individual. And this is the first time I've ever seen somebody curse somebody out without cursing. Hello there. Y'all all right? Very good, honey. I was up doing a little work here. That's why I got my pajamas on in my office. And then my phone started going off, like praising people. It's like, girl, you're Wendy Williams. Um, first of all, Wendy Williams, honey, God bless you. God bless you. Okay, um, and so people sent me a little clip, and I said, oh, my God, the pain this woman must be in. When did the pain you must be in to feel this way, and I'm so sorry. But listen, let me tell you this. Um, 23 years I've been with my husband. Yes, uh, broke for a very long time together. Struggled for a very long time together. Succeeded for the last couple of years together. Right. Uh, my husband took a job in agreement with me. He took a job 15 years ago to help support my dream. And I know you may not know what that looks like. In a That was impressive, man. She tore Wendy ass up without even trying from this place of just. Cool, calm and collect. Just real cool and sexy like TLC style. Shout out to her. Well done. And that's the new energy I'm on from now on. I'm going to curse you out without cursing. Now I'm going to probably curse. Tell me 
respect more From what I've seen, it ain't too much to have respect for Got a lot of whole friends that's telling me that we should connect more You got it offline, fuck we need to connect for I ain't one that you check for, that's someone that you gotta check for Seen it all, I check more, hell I'm breaking my neck for They hands on me, don't touch much, talk a lot, don't hush much Full of shit, don't flush much, exactly why I don't trust much Work more, show less Thank God that I'm so blessed I'm trying to get to where it's no stress To the point where I don't even know stress Meeting people I know more I'm around the people I know less Cause your happiness might show more Whenever you want around